This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The uh, fight between Uber and the city of Surrey. Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum just in the last hour taking to Twitter to double down here in his fight against Uber, as he calls them. Uber drivers who continue to pick up in Surrey can expect to start receiving $500 fines from bylaw officers. That's Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum here in the last hour on Twitter. He adds, I stand by this. Doug McCallum putting Uber on notice here. If you dare to show up in the city of Surrey, they're going to wallop you with a $500 fine from Surrey bylaw enforcement officers. Uber not taking this, lying down. They're going to court. Uber is seeking a court injunction here to prevent the city of Surrey from hitting them hitting them with $500 fines. I got a feeling that Uber will win that one. We'll see. The, the, this service has been legalized by the provincial government. You don't have to have a law degree to know that the senior level of government is going to trump the lower level here. So once you got the provincial government saying that this service is free to operate throughout Metro Vancouver, I don't know how the city keeps them out. But Doug McCallum certainly trying here in the last hour, putting Uber on notice again, $500 fines if you show up in Surrey. We'll see where this one goes in court. Meanwhile, the fight escalating here on this, including dragging disabled people into this i think this is despicable really the vancouver taxi association they're not happy with uber they're suing too they're trying to get uber's operating license overturned in court good luck with that i think they're going to lose that one too but in the meantime the taxi company saying we will no longer subsidize wheelchair accessible taxis here and their complaint here is that uber and lyft and these other ride-hailing companies not required to provide accessible vehicles like the taxis are required to provide. So the taxi company is saying, we will no longer subsidize the operation of these wheelchair-accessible vehicles. I think that's that's a low blow, in my opinion. Let's check in with Stephanie Cadu now. She's the BC Liberal MLA for South Surrey. I'm very pleased to welcome her. Hi. Hi, Mike. How are you? Thanks a lot for coming on. What do you think about this fight here in the city of Surrey? Well, the fight in the city of Surrey is one thing, <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, what the, the NDP has created such a mess with their rollout of ride-hailing. Um, I, just, I just don't even know where to start when it comes to that. Um, well, as, as a, as a Surrey, as a, Yeah, I mean, you're a Surrey MLA, yeah. so when you talk to your yeah. constituents, what are they telling you? Everybody is, was happy. It was finally approved to operate. Yeah. And frustrated that it wasn't approved to operate necessarily everywhere <laughs> or or able to, um, but at least they they were happy at least the lower mainland was going to have access and and the when I'm what I'm seeing and hearing um, they're they're not impressed with the, the mayor's stance and uh, approach here in Surrey. What do you think about um, the taxi companies saying they'll no longer subs- subsidize these wheelchair accessible taxis? You use a wheelchair yourself. Yeah. I mean, do you rely on wheelchair accessible taxis now and then? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure um, you do. I, I mean, I drive my own car most of the time, but there's yeah. there's plenty of times when I'm in Vancouver and I need to go short distance or or what have you, and I want to take an accessible cab. I take an accessible 
cabs when I'm in other in other towns and other cities. Um, and, you know, for the most part, I would say as a user uh, and as a frequent traveler to other parts of the world and Canada, we've been very lucky in the Lower Mainland. Um, British Columbia sort of led the way in the push for accessible uh, taxis. Um, and we, the, the, the taxi companies did what they needed to do and, and, and did that. And there's always there's complaints and service and things like that. And yeah. fair enough, those things can be resolved. But we had a good level of service in terms of the number of, of cabs that, that could accommodate uh, a large, large number of wheelchair users. And the reality is that when the committee looked at ride hailing, I was on that committee, um, right. all party committee. We looked at this issue pretty substantially, and we looked at the issue of uh, what was happening in other places when Uber and Lyft came in, and and well, you know, did that cannibalize uh, the accessible transportation from the taxi services, etc.? And what could they do? What couldn't they do on their platforms to improve accessibility? We put forward a bunch of recommendations, and the NDP uh, didn't go with any of those. Uh, oh. in the rollout. So it's understandable that they've created this uh, this challenge for themselves uh, now. But I do think it's, it's as you say, despicable for the taxi companies yeah. to use people with disabilities as pawns in their fight with government. Their yeah. fight is with government. It's not with people with disabilities who need, who need that transit and already have the fewest, you know, fewest options around transportation a lot of the time and, and really truly rely on the availability of that service. No, I agree with you. I think leave disabled people out of this, okay? I mean, you know, I don't think the taxi companies are doing themselves any public relations favors here by dragging no. disabled people into this. I mean, if anything, I think they're, they're sacrificing any public support that they, they might have here by doing that. So I hope they give that a rethink. When you talk about the, uh, the, the one of the reasons the taxi companies are angry about this mm-hmm. situation is that they say they are required by law to offer these wheelchair-accessible taxis right. as part of their operating license, and the right. ride-hailing companies are not. The ride-hailing companies are not required to do that. Do they have a point? I think, I think they do, which is why we put forward a number of, of options to counteract that um, in the report and recommendations for what, should go, what, what government should consider when approving ride-hailing. The, the challenge is, of course, uh, and we need to have all the facts on the table, I think, Mike, um, Yeah. Companies, taxi companies are required to provide accessible transportation once they hit a certain fleet size. So, you know, there are plenty of towns and communities around this province that do not have accessible taxi service. I know because I've had to go to those places and try to get around. But, you know, there are accessible vehicles cost more money uh, and they cost more money to, to buy, to maintain and to operate. Uh, And so that has to be factored in to the equation when we're looking at ride hailing, which is not the same thing as a company that owns its cars. We're talking about uh, a company that facilitates individuals using their own vehicles to transport other people. And we also have to remember that there are people with disabilities of all types, uh, many of whom, some manually wheelchair users, some people who are blind or, or what have you that have a disability for whom an Uber and a Lyft is going to work really well and provide uh, significantly more transportation options to them. And that's a good thing. But there are people who are not going to be able to use an average vehicle. And 
the companies that are operating, we, if we're going to allow them to operate, we need to ensure that, that they have to provide that service in some way or another. And how do we ensure that they are contributing to adding and improving the, the availability of accessible transportation options, right, right. Not, de- not detracting from it? And I think the taxis do have an argument with government here, but I don't think they, they can or should be allowed to, to use uh, people with disabilities as pawns yeah. in their fight. And it's the government's obligation to solve this. And from what I've seen so far, Minister Trevena and the NDP have not come to the table uh, in defense of people with disabilities at all. Do you think the government missed an opportunity here? I mean, they had Uber and Lyft pretty much right where they wanted them. I mean, these companies are just begging to get into this market could yes. they not have required say okay we're going to let you operate but you have to figure out a way to to offer wheelchair accessible vehicles now what they did do was they brought in this 30 cent a ride right. uh fee and they're going to use that money to i guess pay into some what what is that money for the 30 cents per ride fee we don't know okay. and that's part of the problem that may in its in some form be able to do something. It's, it, there was a, a version of that in our report. But you have to outline ahead of time how that's going to work, who yeah. it's going to benefit, and how. And right now, it doesn't do any of those things. So I agree. Uber and Lyft wanted to operate. They operate in cities around the world. They have all sorts of different programs and things they're trialing in different locations as to provide accessible transportation. They were willing uh, I've asked them all the tough questions, I guarantee you, on this. And I believe there are options to be found. And I think that British Columbia could lead with them in, in ensuring we do the best job of this. But you can't do that if you don't set out a plan. You can't do it if you just ignore the problem and hide and say, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out later, which is what the NDP appear to be doing. The situation as it stands right now is just in the last hour, Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum is kind of doubling down saying, you Uber cars better better stay out of my town or I'm, we're going to write you up $500 tickets. Uber is going to court to try and fight that. When the provincial yeah. government is asked, what are you guys doing about this? Who's in, who's in control here? I mean, is, it, is John Horgan in control or is Doug McCallum in charge? Because the provincial <laughs> government legalized this service, right. permitted it to operate in Metro Vancouver, and when uh, Premier John Horgan was asked today, what should what should they do about it? And he said, well, go to court. Just go to court and fight them. Is that an adequate response, do you think? Or do you think the, the B.C. government should be stepping in here more aggressively to get these services up and running in Surrey? It's absolutely not an, an acceptable response. Premier Horgan and Minister Trevena are completely MIA on this. The NDP MLAs are nowhere to be found. They haven't made comment on this at all. The reality is the, the, the citizens of Surrey want this. The, the individuals who want to have the opportunity to drive and earn a little money you, as, a, as a driver for Uber or Lyft want this and they're residents of Surrey. So I don't, I, you know, the mayor's position is the mayor's position and he's entitled to it, of course. But the, but the province has set the rules and the province has set the, the operating license for these companies. And now they yeah. need to step in and ensure that those companies are able to do their job. But what can they do, though? I mean, is John Horgan supposed to march into Doug McCallum's office and hold him down and, and say, listen, you better let these Uber cars operate? I mean, what, is, what, what can the province actually do? Well, in my experience, 
most things can be resolved if you sit down and have a conversation about how you're going to do that. Okay. But I haven't seen that happen. Thanks very much for coming on. You're welcome, Mike. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Stephanie Cadieu. She is the BC Liberal MLA for South Surrey.